This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Oh, wow. Can I just say that we're coming up on our year anniversary of the Reposted podcast, fastly approaching. We've never had a music intro, which was great. Who is that, by the way? That's Kenny Chesney, man. Oh, okay. Kenny. Uh, Kenny. He was was briefly married to Renee Zellweger. For like five minutes, right? Yeah. Five minutes. Wow. I want to be married to someone for five minutes. It's been 16 years, five minutes, same thing. Um, So we've never had a musical intro like that. And we've also, and I feel a little ashamed to say this, we've never talked about death as a subject on the Reposted Podcast, maybe for good reason or not. But we're going to touch that subject, touch on that subject today with a quote from Steve Jobs. No one wants to die. Even people who want to go to heaven don't want to die to get there. And yet death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is how it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It's life's change agent. And it clears out the old to make way for the new. Here's how I'd like to start this, Mr. Keller. You are a very healthy, young whippersnapper. You exercise, you eat well. It seems like you're an indestructible piece of steel at this particular point. Mm -hmm. How often do you think of death? And then why does it ever pop into your head? So, I mean, a couple of things on this subject in general. Death, I think we talked about it recently. Or we talked about God being the immovable object. Can he create something he can't move? But it's like death is something that you, I, I take a specific amount of time to think about. And I, I, I'm like, okay, this is my stance on it. And I got to put it on the shelf. Because if you think about it all the time, it's, it w- for me, it would consume me. Like, what are you going to worry about? Because um, I don't want to die, but like, I will. And so like, you make peace with that and move on. Otherwise, it would be part of my daily thought. You know, we, we talked about that the other day with contrast. Like, if you think about death all the time, it starts affecting how you live on a day-to-day basis. Right. And then you mentioned your marriage. Like, at some point, even if it was a half a second, you have to come to peace with, I'm going to make a commitment to this woman. She might cheat on me. She might leave me. She might die before me. And if you thought about that all the time, or if I thought about that with Nicole all the time, I don't think I would be able to manage any semblance of a happy life. You just have to say, okay, this is a reality. Got it and move on you know they say this all the time they the eternal they is that americans the west thinks about death bad that it's part of the life cycle we all know that you're born you live you die but in america in in the west we tend to not want to talk about it it makes us uncomfortable therefore as it comes up we're just like let's sweep it under the rug yeah i mean a lot of things in the u.s we kind of sweep under the rug you're just like all right you'll you'll figure it out i mean I went to Bali six or seven years ago and we I went on a tour of this village and they were talking about what they do with their dead. And when someone dies, they, they put them on like a pedestal or an altar in the middle of the village for a week. So people can just like make peace with it. And, and like, they just deal with it. And for us, it's like, we don't want to ever talk about it, talking to your parents about what you want to have happen. Um, like, I mean, I generally know, but it's not something it's, I think we have an aversion to the uncomfortable conversation in the West. Absolutely. Um, One of the 
the sort of traditions that we have in my family, whenever somebody would pass away, we would give a tree, like a little lemon tree or a tree, mm-hmm. or we'd plant a tree. Um, our, our intern Kirk, his mother passed away in the last couple of years. So we gave a, a lemon tree. And one of my favorite things to do is go to his backyard and see this tree that we gave him in honor of his mom. So it's just sort of like a remembrance thing. And it's kind of a cool kind of jumping off conversation point. And he's always very proud to tell me he get, he's got a lemon that we're making for a gimlet from his mom's tree. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, we're both on our soapboxes right now, but do you have a will? I don't have a will. I, I don't have anything in place for if I died prematurely. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. We we kind of ha- kind of ish have a will. Kind of ish. Kind of ish. Is that going to hold up in a court of law? Uh, yeah, that's a great kind of ish, maybe. Um, and it's, yeah, we, we definitely got to, we, we say it every year when we meet with our people that we're like, we got to Zoomify and get the will going. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's because it's a aversion to an uncomfortable conversation or is it just you don't want to go through the process or what is it? Because it's going to cost us a thousand bucks. And we're always like, oh, man, a thousand bucks, a lawyer. We got to spend this money like if it was free, we would do it in like five seconds and write it out, which we, I think legal Zoom is what we need to do is just go there and write it. T- you know, we've told the person who where if we die, who where our kids go. Yeah. We kind of told the executor, like, here's where the money is, that kind of stuff. But we haven't done it officially. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think about it is like the house we just bought was because there wasn't a will in place and it got very complicated and it was it took I think it took them three years to sell this house because there were so many people involved and it can just get I, this isn't a show about about legal advice but it's the point of talking about though it's it's the point of having your affairs in order, but also just being able to talk about it with the people you love so that they know there's no confusion when you die what happens kind of thing. Right. And I guess to me, this death thing is pretty short lived. It's like you think about it and move on. But then like other conversations, like uncomfortable conversations you don't want to have with your friend or your kid or your spouse. I mean, I think this is maybe a reminder that like in the moment, it's maybe a little bit more uncomfortable, but down the road, it's going to be easier. I For, for me with money, I'm always like, how much do I owe? like? I try to get ahead of it. So the other person doesn't have to have the uncomfortable conversation like, uh, yeah, when someone when when I owe someone money, I I I spend extra amount of time trying to get it to them. I am not a huge fan of the uncomfortable conversation. Some people don't mind it. I yeah. kind of do. I sort of try to stay away from it. I have a friend who's a pastor, and he was always telling me when people are hurting, that's when you run to them. That's not when you want to avoid them. And he happened to give yeah. me this piece of advice when a friend of ours, who we all know, whose wife was passing away, and it was at that point we weren't that great of friends actually. That I kind of reached into his life when she was passing away and we'd become great friends because I was willing at that particular point to step in to the pain part for him. Mm-hmm. And man, our families have become close. It's, it's a crazy story only because I got rid of my stupid idea of not wanting to be uncomfortable and reach into his sorrow when he was going through a really tough time. Yeah. I think I haven't <clears throat> matured enough to be able to get to that point yet. Like I don't, <laughs> Like if someone's going through something bad, I'm like, no one wants my advice. Yeah. Like I don't need to insert myself. And that's something that you have that I don't fully understand yet. And maybe you're just saying you, you close your eyes and you run in the wall and hopefully the wall falls down. But I think, you know, I think, I think most people think like you think they believe that, but it's really just like an email saying, how you doing? Do you need anything? That's really all. And then, then the other person gets to decide how far you come on the side of the wall. Right. You're just saying like, Hey, I'm here. And he was like, man, I need this. And I was like, okay. I don't want to die, Larry. I, well, here's, I, I heard this a long time ago. It was in relation to a samurai movie. 
um, a friend told me that you live like you die. Like samurai soldiers would go into the battle and be like, hey man, I only got this minute. If it's my turn, they go out swinging their sword, right? Yeah. Is that is that how you live? Are you living like, oh no, I can't cross the street or I can't spend this dollar or I can't do this? Because ultimately how you live is how you'll die and how you die is how you live. That's, I mean, that's true. Let's, uh, let's go out and get drunk. <laughs> if you want to meet us at the bar, please reach out. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for Kenny Chesney saying thanks for stopping by. <laughs>